I'm Kate Daniels. Anytime is the right time to think about and plan for further education, such as going to college to university. And so it's great timing to have Luke Miner, Washington College Savings Plans Director, with us this morning to give us an overview of the program we have right here in Washington, because in addition to having the conversation, this gift-giving time is a prime time to direct gift funds to an education account. To expand on this idea, well, let's have Luke Miner give us the overview. Luke Miner, good morning. It's so great to have you back with us once again. Hey, thanks, Kate. Glad to be here. It's wonderful for so many reasons to have you here. Well, it's the holiday season, so it's always nice to get together with friends and wish them happy holidays. Uh, so certainly happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you as well. Thank you. But we've also then have a way in our conversation that we're going to share lots of information that potentially beyond having happy holidays is going to perhaps create a happy life for lots and lots of people. Oh, definitely, definitely. And college savings, which is what we're talking about today, is a great way for a family to uh, give back for the holidays to those that they love. And that's the thing, you know, in many cases, we have families and individuals who, you know, feel comfortable and maybe have enough of a lot of things in their lives and aren't sure of, you know, what should I get for a certain someone, uh, a young person, perhaps uh, even at infant stage and toddler stage, we're thinking, you know, those kids have a lot of stuff. This is something that is going to be a very, very special gift and, again, is going to add up to that eventual happy life. Exactly, exactly. A, a gift of college savings, as we say, is a gift that keeps on giving for years to come. And so I'm really excited to be here to talk about that today and talk about these different ways that families can be creative to get a head start on college costs. So that's the thing we have. There's creativity involved with how we might go about this. What's interesting to me is that there has been a bit of a change that's gone on with what I've always looked at as the GET program, but there, the state has expanded this. That's right. That's right. This summer, we went ahead and opened an additional 529 plan called the Dream Ahead College Investment Plan. And let's just take a quick step back as to what a 529 plan is. Yes. A 529 plan, uh, which many of you are familiar with the GET program, which is also a 529 plan, is a tax-advantaged college savings plan. And that means that any money that you save in a 529 account, if you go on to use that for a student's future college expenses, any growth in the account is tax-free, and it remains tax-free when you use it for those purposes. And so the big difference between Dream Ahead and Get is Dream Ahead is an investment-based 529 plan that allows families to choose from a variety of investment portfolios, kind of like in, when you're setting up your 401k. You can choose an aggressive growth portfolio, that may have a lot of potential stock market returns, but also maybe the risk of uh, heavy stock investments, all the way down to a cash preservation portfolio that may not get you as many returns, but it preserves your, your capital and you have less risk of losing money. And then on the other side of things, we have our GET program that's been around for a number of years that is guaranteed by the state and works completely differently. And have to get into some of those details and nuances, but there's a lot to unpack here. So so one way to really get into the nitty gritty, of course, let's mention the website because that's where that wealth of, of information resides. Definitely. The quickest way for someone to compare these two options that Washington now offers is wastate529.wa.gov. It's a great information resource that has links to both 
the Get Programs website and the Dream Ahead website, and you learn what's similar about the programs as well as what's different, mainly in the way that uh, your money that you put away uh, changes and grows over time. So as Get has uh, evolved and been going on, it's really been so wonderful for so many young people, for students, to be able to go to college and not be stressed and worried about how am I going to pay for it? Or even before that happens, if am I going to be able to, to go? So that's what GET has really been able to afford us. Exactly. Well, and we've, the great thing about where GET is at, it's been open since 1998. We've sent over 50,000 students to school, helped pay over a billion dollars worth of expenses for those 50,000 students. And we have tens of thousands more who are hitting their benefit use here every year and are getting ready to use those expenses. And you're right, it really changes that conversation for a family. Of, of It really sets the tone right away in a child's development is that it's not this question of if you're going to go to college. It's like, what college do you want to go to? Um, and that's a really positive conversation for, for families to have. And another encouraging thing we see is that students, regardless of income status, if they know that there's a college savings account in their name, they're six to seven times more likely to do well in high school, complete, and then go on to college. And so, again, like you said, it's about that removing that question of if, and it's setting a child up for this vision of college is in my future. And, and again, it doesn't have to be college we, we, in the traditional sense, right? We talk about college a lot and that automatic connection with a four-year university, but it could be community college, it could be technical school, it could be learning a trade. There are so many different paths a child could take. And the great thing about a college savings account is that even though they're called college savings accounts, they're really wide in the ver- the uses you can have for them. Yes, so we need to think about that very broad spectrum of what is available. It's for post-high school education to really be able to set oneself up on a career path. Exactly, exactly. And so that's, you know, we were talking earlier about that is really interesting thinking about it even from the reason why a state would want to offer a plan like this is it can... Uh, lead to a population that is more financially well, and you have kids coming out of school who are uh, saddled with or not as saddled with as much student loan debt, which means they can get their professional lives and their family lives started sooner. They can purchase a home. They can buy a car. You know, they can, they don't have the same stress of the debts and they can be uh, contributing more fully to the economy. And so that's really exciting for, you know, every. Everything from a family looking at their child the day it's born and hoping of all the great things they're going to do with their future, all the way to you know governments who are planning for the economy and a prosperous economy. So it's a win-win, really. Absolutely. And so this got started, like, really just 20 years ago then with Get Starting. And now uh, seeing how beneficial it has been. You've just said about that, Luke, how so many students have been able to take advantage of it. But I see now with Dream Ahead, it's then uh, similar yet a little different because we also have a population that seems to uh, enjoy their 401ks and working with investments. Definitely, definitely. So what Dream Ahead brings is an added layer of flexibility for families. It doesn't mean you can't participate in GET. You could very well open a GET account and then decide, you know what, I want to have a little bit more flexibility in the way that I'm directing my savings. So get we have one thing. We have our units that we sell, and those are equivalent to a certain number of years of tuition. So if you buy 100 units, you know you have a year of tuition covered at a Washington State public university. 
However, uh, as we've talked about in the past, you can use your benefits in a variety of ways. You don't just have to use it for tuition. But the reality is that um, tuition is not the only expense out there. And families have a, a variety of different savings goals. So we saw an opportunity and a demand generating for a product like Dream Ahead, where many people who even like the Get model still wanted something different where they could put other, you know, they could direct their funds differently or they could just choose DreamHead instead of Get because they have more comfort with stock market risk. And that's one thing we want people to be really aware of is the fact that this is both Get and DreamHead are financial products, but Get or DreamHead carries a different level of risk in the fact that you are investing in underlying mutual funds that are based on the stock market. But a lot of people see the value in that and the potential returns you can get, especially when the stock market is doing well. And again, just to underscore that any family, any group of people can actually invest in both of these products. Definitely. there's uh, It's very versatile. You can choose to save with either plan. And the reality is most families aren't going to be able to save enough to fully fund the cost of college. So it's not a cons- We do have limits on the amount you can contribute to each plan get. You can contribute up to 600 units. And then between both plans, you can contribute a maximum of $500,000. But, you know, when we're talking with average families, that's not really something, a barrier that's going to be in place for them. We find that most get customers have about 200 units in their account. Average Dream Ahead accounts somewhere $20,000 to $30,000. And so these are really the numbers that people... Uh, we're really talking about with most savers in these programs. And that might be enough to cover a couple of years of, of college costs. Um, some families can only save enough to contribute towards a few quarters worth of books. But, you know, at any amount that you're putting away, will put a dent in those future costs. And the reality is that it's going to take a variety of ways uh, to fund a college education. And most families won't be able to save the full amount. And that's okay. Absolutely. Save what we can. At least get started, have it in place. If that doesn't exist in your family, maybe that's the first step to take uh, during this holiday season is get that established and, and let everyone know. Exactly. The nice thing about these accounts is anyone can contribute and anyone can open an account for a child. So an aunt could open an account for their nephew or Grandparents could open them for their grandchildren or, you know, even a close family friend could, you know, maybe they've had some opportunities in their life, but then they were only made possible by, you know, a college going pathway. They see a chance to help out, uh, help out a child. And so it's, it's really flexible and who can open an account for a student, but also who can contribute. And we try to make it as easy as possible for a family member to distribute the account number and say, you know what? We love all the toys uh, you get us, and, you know, there's a place for that. But this year, you know, make a consideration of contributing to my son or daughter's um, call it future college savings, and it's going to be a gift that keeps on giving for years. And, and we have tons of families that do this, and it's becoming more and more of a family affair to fund a college education, just like we see in a lot of other uh, circles, people getting the family together, pooling resources, and helping each other out, finding out a way to make that impact in a child's life. Precisely. So let's really seriously think about that this holiday season because we we seem to enjoy the shopping, which is wonderful. I'm not putting a dent on any of that commercial aspect. But when we think long-term as to what is going to be so significant for this young person it's just going to make such a, a world of difference. And don't we want that 
for this young person is to be able to ha- be able to dream, dream ahead, uh, not necessarily to use the uh, copy mm-hmm. the name of the program, but but really to be able to dream big. Definitely, the uh, dreaming uh, about a child's future and giving them that hope is one of the best gifts you can give. And, and like you said, it doesn't mean it it has to completely take the place of other gifts. We still, you know, in our office, a lot of us love contributing to family members. Uh, college savings accounts. It doesn't mean you can't give a small gift, uh, you know, the, a toy or something that a child would love playing with right now. But instead of, you know, investing so much in these things that we may only use for, you know, a short period of time, make the larger investment in something that you that will pay dividends for years to come in the form of, again, increased opportunity and encouragement for a child. And then on the other end of things, when they're coming out of college, that hope that you're reducing their future student debt load. Because as we all know, the cost of funding a college education continues to grow, and our nation's debt continues to grow with that. And not to paint a somber tone in the beginning of the holidays, but student loan debt is $1.4 trillion now. And your average college graduate's coming out with somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty-five dollars to $30,000 in college or student loan debt. So, so really thinking about those steps as early as possible when your children are young Again, you know, we're we're not we're not saying that you're going to be able to avoid student loan debt at all costs, or that that's a taboo or a bad thing. But whatever we can do to make a dent in that, so that that that's not unduly burdening a student when they're coming out of school. And when we think about when to get this going, like now is a good time. When we look at the age of the student, uh, really, the younger the better, but. Even that isn't necessarily going to be any negative if the, if the child is, say, 10 years old right now. Well, exactly, exactly. We always encourage families to save as young as possible. You can even open an account before a child's born. And we're, we have some great tips on our website of how you can do that uh, in, you know, in time for a baby shower, get people to contribute to that. But to your point, it doesn't have to be at birth. It doesn't have to be at five years old. If it is 10 years old, if it's even a student entering high school, there, it's really important to consider what you can do. Um, something we encourage families to think about as a student gets older is to think about what their savings goals are and think about whether a program like GET makes a lot of sense for them. Because GET works well when you have a long time horizon and you're saving for a young student. Dream Ahead Now provides a new opportunity where, because of the cash preservation portfolio and some other uh, low-risk vehicles, but also um, you know some return potential in a short period of time, allows families to save for that older student. And so that's what we really encourage people to do is just to really understand how the different products work and the kind of time horizon you need. And you're likely to find an option that will work for your needs. And we're even uh, encouraging people who may want to send themselves back to school to look at these options and see, is, is there a savings option that would work for me? Just to be able to put money away, have that mindset of, of I'm taking control of uh, paying for my college education and I'm going to make this intentional effort um, And that is an important point, is that uh, sometimes a student may decide that, no, they're not doing the college path right now. They're not sure what's going to happen. The parent can, in fact, use those funds and go on to college. So that is something that really, as an adult, we could decide that we want to do it for ourselves, can't we? Exactly, exactly. And and that sends a really, you know, powerful message to yourself, even. I think, you know, making those intentional commitments... You know, uh, even if it's something like the latte factor, you think, hey, I want to go back to school one day, but I love my lattes too. But 
thinking about the fact that if you set $5 a day aside for 10 years, you could have $18,000 to contribute to your account. And that's before any potential investment earnings. Now the 10, you know, $5 a day over 10 years may not be the best example of someone returning to school because we want them to, you know, be able to connect that as soon as possible. But we use, we like to use that to illustrate that even small uh, changes in habits can add up to large amounts over time. So someone doesn't even have to financially strap themselves to be able to put something away to help contribute to their future education. And again, returning to school could look like going and getting a certificate. It doesn't have to be a, a four full year degree too. And so that makes the prospect of being able to pay for whatever that expense is all the more approachable as well. So there are many options and you know it's really as creative as you want to be. Just go ahead and explore. So let's mention that website again, Luke. Yeah, the easiest way to find out how to get started today is wastate529.wa.gov. And that has information about both the GET program and the Dream Ahead program, which are Washington's, both of Washington's 529 college savings plans. But again, a variety of uses for these plans and a lot of different pathways people could choose to pursue by saving with one of these. And it's so important to keep having these conversations because I'm really amazed at how not everyone really is aware that this exists because I see TV ads where the couple is debating, like, do we use this money for our retirement or are we going to pay for our child's education? And and it's this tension of this or that, but it doesn't have to be that. I mean, that's what we're trying to cultivate here is that mindset of being able to do both kinds of programs, you know, think of your retirement, but there's a way to really plan for the future for your kid. Yes, definitely. And and we, you know, don't plan, pretend to be financial advisors. We, we don't try to con- contradict the advice of financial advisors, but we do encourage people if they have that resource available to talk with their financial advisors, ask about 529 plans, how they might fit in their family's savings goals. Because like you said, there's, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can be doing both. And, um, the reality is that, like we said, you're not going to be able to save most likely for the full cost of a college education. So even small intentional efforts you make today can make a huge difference. And so the main thing we want people to do is educate themselves. Uh, financial literacy is becoming a big push for us, working with local credit unions, working with other state agencies who focus on this work and other nonprofit organizations is to have these conversations and talk about these are tools that are out there for families to use and however you choose to save, you know, families could be more comfortable doing the, the old savings bond approach or, you know, people get creative with the ways that they're using retirement accounts like IRAs to save for a college education. To us, it's about making well-informed decisions, knowing what options are out there and having a diversified approach. Uh, again, that sounds like financial advisor talk and, you know, uh, I'm not going to be going too far down that road, but just to say that know, know what options are out there do your research, and really understand um, how you can take control of your family's finances. And I think it's really so wonderful. It's a gift for us that we have these state programs that are going to be so beneficial, whether, you know, to to whatever degree, a lesser or greater degree, but to have that assistance to make this happen, to make our lives a little more stable and certainly prepare for the for the future for both ourselves and for our kids. Definitely. And the nice thing about these programs too, 
is that they are really flexible in the way that they're used. A lot of people, we have a couple misconceptions that often come up about these programs. Like what happens if my child decides not to go to school or what if they get a scholarship and they don't need the money? And so the nice thing about these plans is you mentioned the fact that you could end up transferring it to yourself and end up putting yourself through school. You can transfer the benefits to another family member of the beneficiary. So you're not out your money if, if they don't have a use for it. Usually what we encourage people to do is, is wait and see if their student changes their mind. If they don't need access to their money right away, wait and see what happens. Students take all sorts of paths after high school, and it may take them a while to come around to making that decision to go to college, but often they might, or something that you could use the account for, and that original student could still end up using it. Worst case scenario is you can transfer it to a family member, uh, and then you could ultimately take a non-qualified withdrawal, which you might lose your tax benefits for, but the money that you've saved is still going to be there uh, in the end. And so we really encourage people to not be deterred by that um, because we try to make these plans flexible in how you use them, knowing that most families, you know, it's hard to predict what's going to happen 15 years down the road. But your hope is that by making these intentional efforts now, it, it just increases that opportunity and that chance a student will be successful in school and go on to college. Um, another misconception we hear a lot is that, okay, if I make these efforts to save, it's going to harm me and that my student might not be able to get financial aid. And so something we really like to have that conversation with families to reassure them that financial aid does look at savings in a 529 plan, but in the, the formula that they use to determine the eligibility for a student, it actually is counted very low against a student's eligibility for financial aid when compared to other things like parental income and student income and those kinds of things. It's counted as a parental asset, meaning it only about 5% of your savings in a 529 plan will factor in to that, to that expected family contribution. So the long story short, it has a much more minimal impact on financial aid versus other uh, types of assets that a family might have when doing those. And we always encourage families, no matter what their financial situation is, is to complete those financial aid forms to see what they might be eligible for because they might be surprised. Yes, and, and certainly if you have a, a, a student who's really excelling in school and gets the scholarships, then that's really great. But then they use uh, the funds potentially for housing, for books. Books are not cheap these days, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and you're totally right that you can use these expenses not just for your classic tuition and fees. You can use them for room and board, books, supplies. The IRS recently added Computers is an eligible expense. Interestingly enough, for a number of years, they weren't included, but I think it's pretty hard to argue now that computers are not required to, you know, complete all of your assignments in a college setting. And so that that was a good uh, a good development there. And, and they keep looking at ways they can expand it uh, to ensure, you know, you're capturing non-traditional students who may be doing something different or that you're accounting for all those costs that go into uh, the time that someone's uh, pursuing higher education. So. And haven't you found that the GET program, these funds, have been used by students across the entire country? That's right. That's right. We've had students use their benefits in all fifty country or all fifty states and even fourteen foreign countries, and in all sorts of institutions everywhere from you know UW, WSU, Western Washington University to you know Harvard and Yale to you know Paul Mitchell Beauty School, places like that. So that versatility, right? You can use it at private school, you can use it at public school, you can use it at trade schools and technical schools, community college. It's really versatile in the way that you can use it. Study abroad programs, 
and and it really comes down to what is so great is giving a student as they go off to college, that sense of being able to breathe easily. I think of your predecessor, Betty, and she talked about her kids and how they had these credits when all the get credits and coming out of university without any kind of debt on their shoulders was just so liberating. Oh, it makes a huge impact. And and that's obviously one of the best stories that we could ask for is a family who was able to pay their way through with the savings they had and take on minimal to no student loan debt. But even if you can have that you know, student loan bill, uh, it, it can make a huge difference in a child's life. And we're like we talked about, we're 20 years in now to the GEP program. We're getting to hear all these wonderful stories from parents who've saved, from students who are now in the workforce and come by the table and say, hey, my parents did that for me. That's the best thing they ever did. And you know, like, like you said, they are coming out with either knowing they have severely diminished student loans or they were able to wipe them out altogether. It really depends on their family's financial situation. But again, it's those parents making those intentional efforts, having that conversation with their student about what they're doing so the student understands that, hey, this is someone who believes in my potential and my future and who wants to help me get there. And so um, another interesting conversation we have is, well, a lot of parents still want their kids to have some skin in the game. And we're like, well, great. That's a great conversation to have. Say, here are the, the efforts that we're doing to help contribute to your college education. Now, now what do you think? Or, or here's our expectations for you. And so it's, you know, saving is not going to necessarily result in a student, you know, not learning to take responsibility. The great thing is it's one more conversation you can have with them to model the behavior and then have a conversation about expectations on their part, too. And I think there's perhaps even that conversation of, uh, once they get perhaps to a certain age, but some kids maybe can do it at a very young age, is look at this, you know, you can have this, this, and this toy, or we're going to choose to take some of those funds and put them here into your get account and have them involved in that way and see the value of it. Definitely, definitely. There's a lot of approaches you can take, and definitely depending on the age of the student, it might change your approach, but you know, you can get very young kids involved in this. We give out these great uh, three-compartment banks uh, when we do outreach events a lot of the time that save, share, spend. And so it's it's that way of thinking about, you know, it's that really basic financial literacy about, you know, you have your buckets that you put your money in and, and you manage a budget and we're responsible about it. And we try to we try to help families think of creative ways to have that conversation, whether you're talking to a five-year-old or whether you're talking to a 15-year-old who's maybe looking at getting their first job here sometime soon. And, you know, they may have some more income, you know, disposable income coming their way and making responsible decisions around that. So, Exactly. And we perhaps have failed somewhat in the past with many of our students by not providing that kind of education. So it's wonderful that we're having more of that happen as you do the outreach that you do, Luke, with, with kids that's really positive. And, and then as they hear the stories, p- potentially from family members or friends, uh, you know, the, the older siblings of friends, as to what has happened for them, this will definitely be a, a positive impact in their lives. Definitely. And the great thing is there's a lot of organizations and there's a lot of activities around this right now. This financial literacy is part of the curriculum in school. And so it's not you know, we're an organization that's proud to contribute to that mission, but there's tons of organizations out there leading the mission, including um, 
Department of Financial Institutions, another state agency, and then the agency that we work for, the Washington Student Achievement Council. We do a lot of work in the communities to really try and build that awareness about um, everything from, you know, knowing the different checkpoints for getting ready for college to being financially well and having a plan to get yourself to college or get yourself to the career that you want to be connected to in the future. So a lot so, of neat things happening. Yes, really great things. And this is just, again, the perfect season to be really thinking about this, a, a great time to think about uh, what we are delegating fund-wise to gifts and how we might want to proportion those out to uh, to family members and and you know extended family that kind of thing. So let's mention the website once again. Yeah. So so again, a great thing to do before the holidays is to visit uh, wastate529.wa.gov, and it has information about the state's two college savings programs, the GET program and the Dream Ahead College Investment Plan. And so great thing to get think about before the holidays. Send a notice out to family members that hey, for Christmas this year or whatever holiday you celebrate. Um, our students would love a contribution to their future college savings. Perfect. And we're all going to have just this joyous holiday season and a future joyous life. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's been wonderful to have you join us once again, Luke Miner. Lots of important and great information. Thank you so much. And again, happy holidays. You too, Kate. Thank you so much for having us. You're welcome.